Welcome to episode number two of the Home Music Studio One.com podcast. My name is David Maxey, and today I want to talk to you about three things that you need to check in order to make sure that you do not have clipping in your audio signal, particularly when you are recording to your digital audio workstation. So don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back once again to uh, the Home Music Studio One.com podcast. And uh, this is, hey, officially episode number two. So we are making our way uh, to this kind of experiment for me. Hopefully, you are enjoying these and you're getting some information out of, of this. If you've not checked us out on the web yet, and maybe you found this podcast right from iTunes or one of the iTunes feeds, I want to invite you to do that. You can head on over to homemusicstudio1.com, and we've got a lot more great home recording tips there. With that said, um, in just a minute, we're going to get into where I want to talk about today, and that's three areas that you uh, need to pay close attention to if you're going to avoid clipping in your audio signal. One of those areas is a little more kind of a a secret area that people do not normally think about and do not normally check that I want to talk to you about, but very critical if you're going to get a good uh, clean signal in the recording process. And so before we get there, I just want to mention one thing. Uh, At the time of the recording, of this podcast, my family and I were kind of getting the house cleaned and uh, trying to help uh, my my five kids, uh, particularly my older four boys, seeing as my youngest daughter is uh, four months old right now. But we're trying to help uh, get the house cleaned up and teach them to kind of help clean up their mess so that when we when we uh, go off for vacation this week, like we're about ready to do and come back, we don't have just a, a horrible mess. And so uh, one of the things that happened this week is I, I was cleaning off my uh, digital video camera, trying to get the files off there. And I realized that I haven't put any images of uh, my own recording gear and my own equipment online yet for you guys to see. And so I thought maybe that would be of interest to you. And so if you haven't checked that out yet, uh, there is a new post on the blog that uh, I've got some images there of uh, and, and just kind of some explanation of my setup. So I want to invite you to head on over to homemusicstudio1.com if you've not done that yet and check those out. You can do that as soon as we're done with this podcast. So don't go anywhere right now. Um, so that said, let's go ahead and get into where uh, I want to talk about today. Uh, there are three areas that are really kind of critical when it comes to setting your level in order to not have a clipping signal. And what I mean by clipping is um, the sound that goes above zero dB when it comes to digital audio. Maybe you've got a, a digital audio workstation and it turns red, or you've got a, a breakout box that turns red when there's clipping. Most of the time you hear an audible crackle or an audible pop or something when that signal goes above the zero dB, and that is a clip, okay? That is something that there's there's too much volume going into your gear, and it's, uh, it's overdriving that signal. And in digital audio for recording, specifically in the home music studio, we do not want that. Definitely not a desirable thing. Now, that said, um, there's three things that you need to pay close attention to in order to avoid that from happening. 
And number one, most of us are probably familiar with setting our levels on the input side of whatever you've got plugged into your gear. Uh, now, in my case, I'm using an Allen & Heath Z14, and uh, this is a, an analog mixer, but inside it, it has a digital analog converter that has a USB output that then two tracks into, um, right now I'm recording with Reaper. And, uh, and that's my digital audio workstation. I also have um, Sonar LE that came with the board. And so I kind of switch back and forth from those two. But uh, I'm using an MXL right now, a, a studio condenser microphone. Again, I've got listed uh, with info on the site, and uh, this is the 990S. So I've got my, my 990S plugged into the board, goes right into the preamp, and then I've got a gain adjustment. And then from there, the signal um, is actually, I'm using a pre-fade signal that goes into my recording digital audio workstation or my laptop in this case. So the first adjustment you need to pay attention to when you're setting your levels is making sure that you do not have any kind of clipping on the input. Now, for me, my only adjustment that changes that because I'm using a pre-fade signal is the gain on my soundboard. And so what I do is uh, in order to make sure that that adjustment is right, I can solo out, or in my case, it's called PFL or pre-fade listen, the channel on my board that I have the microphone plugged into. And then uh, I turn a little bit of my headphones on so I can hear it. But what I'm able to do is see on the meters when I hit that PFL uh, button, what it's doing is it's showing me the signal coming into my mixer. And, uh, and if I adjust that gain to where the peak of that signal is uh, pushing right around zero, uh, maybe even to plus three dB, and, uh, and, and you could even sometimes drive that a little harder when you're dealing with analog gear, it also has a clip light on it. What I'm essentially trying to make sure, though, is that when that signal from my microphone is going into my board, that the gain is adjusted at such a place that the loudest spot does not clip at all on the input. If it clips there, everything on down the chain, there's there's not much you can do about it to really fix it other than to re-record. There, yes, there are some options that that can. There's some plugins that that do an okay job at removing clipping, but the reality is, is if you can eliminate that from the start, uh, you will eliminate a whole lot of headaches. Now, for your gear, maybe. Maybe you don't have a full mixer that you're recording with like I am. Maybe you're using a, a breakout audio interface and you've got, say, uh, one or two or even three little LED lights and uh, you don't have a full range of, uh, of a meter that's showing you your signal. But what you do have is uh, when the signal's present, you've got a little green or a yellow light that lights up. And when it clips, it maybe, maybe it turns red. For you, you need to make sure that the input of your mic or whatever gear, maybe you've got a, a direct line from a pod or something like that that is going quarter inch right into your gear. Whatever you're using for your input, make sure that you do not have any clipping on the, the loud spots of, of your source there. And so you can simply adjust that up or down according to what you need. Simple way, if you've got a box that just has a clip light on it, run your signal into it, crank it right on up until you see that red light so it clips, and then back that off Oh, in the neighborhood of about 6 dB. Just back it off to where on your loud spots it's not clipping, but pulling it to clip first so you can see how loud you need to get, and then backing it down to where it stops, that's the best route to go when you're setting your outboard signal on the input. So that's number one. Make sure you've got your input. Make sure it doesn't clip. You might be thinking, yeah, Dave, uh, you know, you're not telling me anything new. I'm very well aware of that. Well, that's okay. Hang on. Uh, we'll get to kind of the third one is really something that maybe you've not thought of. But uh, number two right now is once your signal comes into your board, 
Typically, that's an analog signal or just a, a line level or an XLR signal coming from a mic or something similar. Uh, your unit, uh, your your audio interface is converting that to a digital signal now. And then that digital signal, either through FireWire or through USB, like my case, comes into your board. The next place you need to check is make sure the input signal on your audio workstation is not clipping. Now, if you've got a clip there, even if you had a good signal coming into your box, if you're driving it too hard into your audio workstation, you may get a clip there. Now, um, the sweet spot for your audio level that you want to try and adjust is between negative 12 dB and negative 6 dB. That usually is a good, clean signal. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, analog uh, levels were, were kind of a little bit of a different ball game. If you had too low of a signal, it was really a pain in the butt. You had lots of hiss and lots of background noise. If you had too high of a signal, you, you could push that a little bit plus uh, zero. You could go to plus two, plus three, and sometimes you wouldn't even get an audible clip. But definitely, if it was too low, it was really hard to deal with. Digital is almost the exact opposite. Clipping in digital audio is very noticeable. And um, when you've got a little bit too less of a signal, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, that is actually easier to deal with. So the reality is, is you don't need to push that right up into zero. You don't need to push it right on the edge. You just need to get it between negative 12 dB and negative 6 dB. And that is a good quality, strong signal that allows you to edit in post. It'll give you all the source volume that you need without lots of background noise. Digital background noise is much, much, much lower than analog. And so that's a real good sweet spot. Make sure that that signal is not clipping. Now, how do you adjust that? Um, each unit is going to be slightly different. You may have a very simple box that is a breakout box in your adjustment for the input of your mic, that gain. Maybe that's also the same adjustment for the input of your digital audio workstation. In your case, you kind of kill two birds with one stone. Basically, the fader uh, on your digital audio workstation, just run that bad boy right at zero and, uh, and adjust your breakout box. Now, some uh, units uh, allow you to do that, but you can also adjust the input right from your, your DAW, and uh, it allows you to, to have a fader input volume. Whatever your, option are, uh, your options are with your system, you need to make sure that between negative 12 and negative six, you've got your audio adjusted. In my case, uh, the gain gets adjusted going into the board, and then the fader on that channel uh, is actually what um, what gives my signal to the, the digital audio workstation. The signal going to the board is pre-master fader, but it is a, it's not a pre-fader from the actual channel. And so I can just both adjust both my input and my output going to my digital audio workstation right directly from my board. Kind of one of the positives I like. Um, again, I'm using an Allen & Heath Z14. So number one, make sure you've got your input signal going to your gear. Make sure that that is not clipping. And if it's clipping, everything down the line is going to clip. Bad news. Number two, make sure that the input on your digital audio workstation is also not clipping. And uh, you want to make sure that that signal going in is between negative 12 to negative 6. And as long as you're not clipping there and you're right in that sweet spot, you're going to have real good audio to work with. Now, the third area is something that maybe no one has ever really mentioned to you, and, uh, and it's a little bit unique to some setups. You may not have this option, but I have found that a lot of you out there do, looking at a lot of different setups and just talking to people about their gear, uh, particularly if you are using a Windows setup. 
Uh, a lot of times what Windows does in, in, say, Windows 7, Windows 8, just brand new now, or uh, an XP or Vista, many of the Windows operating systems have the ability to use your outboard gear as the, as the default device for sound going in and out of that computer. I'm using Windows 7. Uh, I've got an Asus laptop that I record. It's a, a pretty decent deal that I got on a laptop, but the laptop's pretty hefty duty. Uh, and for a laptop, I've never maxed it out. Uh, in fact, you can find information about my laptop on the new post that I put with pictures. Uh, but with my laptop, Windows 7, here's one thing that I've found, that if I go into the devices after when my gear's all hooked up, I've got my Allen & Heath plugged into the board, uh, I can go to Windows and uh, right-click on my little start menu or on my, my taskbar. I've got um, a little speaker icon there. If I right-click on that and go to Recording Devices, with inside Recording Devices, my uh, mixer shows up, and it's called USB Audio. Uh, and it's using a USB Audio driver, a codec in there. And uh, that is pulling the signal going into my board. Now, what I have the option to do is when I click on that, I can also go to Properties, and in Properties, there's a Levels tab. And here's what I found, that there is an adjustment that is just, it's specialized to my scenario with Windows. And uh, when I originally plugged this gear in, man, I was getting a crazy hot signal, and there was a lot of noise coming in. And what I found was the default setup in Windows, even though my device drivers and all the audio was going in and out. Uh, my digital audio workstation, Windows, was also applying a gain adjustment to that same signal. And um, I had to, in turn, I, I was able to go in here and the USB audio codec that shows up in there actually had a gain adjustment that was just unique to my Windows configuration. And uh, it was actually set on like plus 65. It was set on a configuration that would have worked really good, let's say a cheap headset mic that you plugged into it. And it was causing lots of problems. And uh, it was actually clipping the signal out. And it didn't seem to matter what I did, the signal always had this clip. Now, the interesting thing was... Within my digital audio workstation, it didn't always show up that way. It, it didn't always show a clip. Uh, the sound itself, though, you could hear it clipping, and the sound was really staticky. And so kind of tracking down this problem, I realized that with inside Windows 7, I have this adjustment, and I was able to pull that adjustment down and uh, get it right down to um, negative uh, 0.0 is what the setting is right now. And uh, that's kind of something that maybe you have never checked in your system. And with your gear plugged in, uh, again, you can right-click on your, um, if you've got an icon down there as far as a speaker icon in the taskbar to be at the bottom right. If you don't have an icon in Windows, you can also go to the control panel and look under sound devices. And uh, you'll be able to go in there and find uh, the place that shows the actual device that you are recording. It's going to be something, might be USB audio or FireWire audio or whatever the name of your, uh, your audio interface is. It's going to be labeled within Windows. And uh, you can go to the Properties tab on that same device and double-check your input levels on that signal, that part that is built into Windows. You want to make sure that that is right around zero, as close to zero dB as you can get. If it's more than that, you may have clipping that you're going to hear, and, uh, and, and if you don't adjust that, that is going to constantly give you just a really poor quality audio signal, and there's nothing that can make your audio go from professional to amateur quicker than uh, something as small as just a clip happening all the time. It can be very fatiguing to the ear when you listen to it as well. 
So quick recap. First thing you need to make sure that you don't have clipping on the input signal of your gear. Use your preamp gain. If you're using a preamp, make sure it's not clipping on your preamp. If you've got a soundboard like I've got that's built in preamp, adjust that gain. If you've got gear that just has a gain adjustment on it, it is, it's not a soundboard, but it's just a normal uh, breakout box or normal audio interface, make sure that that gain is not clipping. Number two, Make sure the input signal coming out of your uh, your box, whether it's a USB out or coming out of your preamp, going into uh, an audio interface and then into your computer, make sure the input signal into your digital audio workstation is, is peaking right around negative 12 to negative 6. That's right in there in the sweet spot and make sure it's not clipping there. You'll have a great recording signal. And the third secret kind of to, to check, and, and this may apply to you and it may not, depending on your gear is go ahead and go into the Windows default sound drivers, look for your driver that is running your interface, and see if there's a level adjustment there. If there is a level adjustment on the recording input, not the playback input, but the recording input, make sure you adjust that right on to zero or adjust it to where you're not getting any kind of clipping signal. If you pay attention to those three things, you're going to get a really good, clean audio. Hey guys, I hope that this has been very helpful to you. And uh, you know what? If you have found this helpful or interesting, you know, number one, I want to hear from you. And so I want to, I want to invite you to head back over to homemusicstudio1.com and uh, you can go to the contact uh, section there right in the main menu or you can go to this post that's also posted on the site and give me some feedback. And uh, you know what? If you want more tips just like this, uh, why not consider signing up for the newsletter? Uh, you know, I've, I put together a, a new newsletter that we, we kind of send out every week that give you some some updates of the recent posts that are happening and also some new and uh, some new things from time to time that just go out to our subscribers. That's a weekly newsletter. I, I let that out every Thursday and it's completely free. And uh, you know what? If you really want more tips like this, you can head on over to homemusicstudio1.com and toward the right-hand side, you'll see the form to sign up for the newsletter. Now, uh, I want to invite you to do that and in exchange for uh, you signing up for that newsletter, I've got a free gift that I want to give to you. One of the questions that I've been asked on a lot when it comes to home recording is, uh, you know, Dave, tell me about compression. What is compression? So I've put together a small ebook that is entitled Understanding Compression in the Home Music Studio. In exchange for you just signing up for the newsletter and getting those free updates and staying updated with what we're doing on homemusicstudio1.com, you're also going to get a free uh, download link to the free ebook, Understanding compression in the home music studio. And for those of you uh, that have already downloaded that, you know, I've got a lot of good feedback on that. And so that is something that uh, I think would be very helpful for you. So I want to invite you to do that. And um, with that, hopefully this has been very helpful for you. Uh, If you want to continue to give me your feedback, I'd love to address some questions or concerns that you have had in the home music recording arena. Love to address those in a future podcast or a future post. So you can go ahead and make sure you're, you're giving me your comments and that, that really helps me with future uh, posts, future content to really make sure that I'm adding some valuable uh, information for you. And that's really my point. And so uh, again, Home Music Studio, what I'm trying to do is, is give you the information and the tools that you need so that you can produce professional sounding audio, but you're able to do that within a budget. Maybe you're just like me and I'm actually in the basement of my rental house. And so you can check out the post that shows my gear and explain 
explains that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I don't have $100,000 laying around to dump into a basement studio. Well, I'm trying to help you if maybe you're in the same boat that I am and together we can kind of bounce some ideas off of each other. Your feedback really helps me do that. With that, hey, I want to thank you once again for joining me. This is Dave Maxey with the Home Music Studio One.com podcast. <laughs>